Make sure you stay six feet apart when you're shooting each other with the Roman candles. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or not. America. <laughs> or not. America. That's right. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do with my fireworks. <laughs> Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft-beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to a 4th of July edition of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> America. America. And in the most America shirt we could poss- he could possibly find, Mr. Dolan making this sound silky smooth with the keyboard and, the, and all that business. Right? Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Okay. Uh, we, uh, we've got two weeks worth of festive beers here. Starting off, uh, we've done prairie beers before. Um, we've done a couple of them, I think. Uh, but this one, Brian found this one. It's just called America. Yeah. And so it's, it's a farmhouse ale. And I hope we talk about what a farmhouse ale is. Because have we done one of those before? No, not really. We've touched on the, the family of farmhouse beers before, but... Not this specifically one. And also, uh, this is kind of kicking off a month of summertime beers. So these are all ones that are traditionally drank in the summertime or when it gets a little hotter. So everything we are going to get into in the next four weeks or so will be um, kind of summer, not exclusives, but just the style of, of summer. I, I love summer beers. I'm way more summer beer than I am like a winter beer. Like winter beers are more your jam. Yes, they are. And if you turn the air conditioner down just enough, it can be your jam all, all year long. Oh. Hmm. All right. Pro tip for you. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's like next level beer drinking right there. Yeah. If you need a stout, just turn the air conditioner down. <laughs> turn it down. I don't even know if I want to pour this into a glass. Like if you're drinking a beer called Merca, then you probably should just drink it right. I feel like maybe I should shotgun it. <laughs> well, it's too late for that. You're already too late. Too late. Well, pour it. I I also, to your point, Rich, I don't want to pour it in a glass because just look how great that can is. Oh, the the can is fantastic. It's it's got everything. Got aliens on it. It was an alien here. Okay, so I have one problem with this, and I get it. You see, you see the V for Vendetta guy right there. Yeah, that's that's very British. That's yeah. That's now okay. So I get it. it was it was it was written here in the states, right? It was a comic book here in the states, um, but it, that's a very British. But let's I don't want to split hairs on on that. That's you know. Well, I mean, there's a bulldog with a construction hat on too, so yeah. I don't know. Okay, you're right. And there's a Yeti, and a, it looks like Ray Charles. Is that Ray Charles right there? You see? Do you uh, see maybe. Him? Yeah, I see him right above. Okay. Uh, there's an eagle above him. I mean. He's America too. I don't. Yeah. There's a mullet. That's pretty sweet. Next to some cargo shorts. Pizza. There's a slice of pizza on there. Oh yeah. There's a a hoverboard. (laughs) Yeah. I just saw the hoverboard right there by the right by the alien. America. 
Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to look at in this can. That's one of the things that grabbed my attention, obviously. Sweet. Now, I've had, I've had this beer. They've made this beer for, I don't know, seven or eight years. I noticed that as I was doing some researches. This has been one of their, one of their summer beers for a while now. Yeah. Um, they changed the design of the can. It used to be in a bottle, first of all. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was like had a couple of guys beards and it said America in the beard. <laughs> so this one actually looks a lot to me. It's a lot better, but it's also more kind of in, in tune with all the rest of their cans. Now they all kind of have this same artwork, not the flag design, but just the drawing sort of stuff. So gotcha sticks out to me. I didn't do, cause we've done since we've done Prairie before, I didn't do a ton of research. I just, uh, you know, on the brewery itself, they've got three separate locations all of them in Oklahoma, two of them in, is it McAllister? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, sounds right. Like Kevin. It looks like Mac Ailster. Mac Ailster. Mm. Mm, ale, good call. Yeah. Maybe, but Mac Ailster, McAllister, uh, Oklahoma. But the one, uh, Oklahoma City is where, like they have a tap room in Oklahoma City. So, which I assume is close yeah. to that. Uh, founded in 2012. They've, uh, so they've been around as long as Atlas has been around, which honestly, I would have thought maybe a little bit longer just based on their distribution. Like Prairie is one of those that people know about. Yeah. Um, I think they're kind of known more for their stouts. That seems to be what we get around mm -hmm. here yep. um, and some sours and stuff. But this style of beer is, is really on par with what they do and, and their daily sort of stuff. Um, they're into that farm funky stuff. Are you tasting the Brett? Are you tasting I'm the earthiness? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, I, I, the only thing I have to compare it to is, is, is Boulevard, right? Is tank seven and yeah. tank seven is way more pungent. I think pungent is the right word there than this. This is a nice mild kind of smells yeah, very farmhouse. grapefruity or something like that. There is grapefruit flavor smell there, yeah. But that's that kind of farmhouse smell. Mm hmm Yeah, that's pretty good. Look at Dolan's face. He's trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah, it's good to try. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to try. <laughs> kind of wish you were wearing a different shirt now, don't you? Yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> All right, good. I mean, you do look good. So uh, let's get into the style a little bit, farmhouse styles. Um, traditionally, these were brewed in France and Belgium in the early spring. Basically, they were something for the workers of the farms and orchards to drink because it's hot outside. So this was something that's low ABV. Um, and it's something that you could in theory drink like all day because they kind of did. So it was break Good. time. They would go get one, you know, a glass of this or whatever. So <laughs> that's where it comes from. Um, Saison is in the same family. Saison, that's uh, French for season. If that uh, helps you with anything. Um, You're classing it up a little bit with some. Uh, I'm trying. My pinky, my pinky is up. You just can't see it on the, on the camera. <laughs> Um, some of the other beer styles that are in this family tree, um, beer to guard, if you've ever heard of that or seen mm -hmm. it on a bottle, um, this one, I, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but I'm going to just, you know, I'll try gate gaze goes. 
It's like Goza, almost it looks like, but it's G-U-E-Z-E, or another beer called Sati, C-H-T-I. Um, those are all in the same sort of family. Um, Belgians um, have kind of always brewed this beer. Um, the French did it for a while, uh, but then it kind of mm, fell off, I guess would be the best way to put it. When people stopped living on farms and so much agricultural and moved to the cities, then this style of beer kind of was left behind basically. Um, Cause it was really something that they did do for the workers that were there. So uh, it's a style that kind of almost disappeared for a bit, uh, especially in France. Uh, but then it's come back and now it's not a staple, but it's something that a lot of craft breweries um, are into. Um, I, don't, I think there's a couple in Nebraska that make this kind of style of beer, um, but it's not everywhere. You don't see these sort of things all over the place. They're basically like natural is the best way I can describe it. Like spontaneously um, fermented and stuff like that. Um, there's not a whole lot of like, biology science uh microscope digging for this style of beer are these the ones like the like the open fermentation where they just they just leave it open and like all kind of like shit falls in it and whatever and then they scoop it off the top and yeah everything yeah and that's one of those things where like regionally would taste different the beer would taste different because of the pollens in the air or whatever um it's one of those like old old school like that's how they used to do it um what we should be getting out of this, and we probably, we've already tasted it, but let's talk about it, I guess. We should be getting that earthiness, um, some like funky smell and, and flavor. Um, should be dry, but not super dry, not like a champagne, um, but it should be drier than a normal, like a hazy IPA or something like that. Um, and then the term saisonner, or saisonnier, if you want to use the French. Uh, it was basically summer seasonal workers, and that's where that term comes from. So um, people continue to make saisons, and that's why you drink them in the summertime. Hmm. So I wouldn't have, tasting it right off the bat, I wasn't thinking saison. Um, mm -hmm. But then when you said it now, I, I really taste the saison. Um, that would be why I have... I'm having trouble with it. I'm not a, not a Saison guy at all. I don't, I don't necessarily mind the style. I think sometimes you get, sometimes you try, they try to do too much. How's that? There are brewers that really want to, you know, put their spin on it or whatever when there's nothing wrong with just the classic style where the, you know, with just that, just a, just a good, clean, classic Saison. Yeah, I, I think the flavor that we're tasting, and it's not for everybody, obviously, but um, it is definitely more pleasant in the in heat than mm -hmm. it would be like, you know, October mm -hmm. or something like that. Like that would probably really turn everybody off. Um, it, it, to me, it has some sort of, there's an underlying sweetness that I kind of like. There's almost a fruity sensation that, that kind of hits your tongue. Mm -hmm. um, but then there is something floral about mm -hmm. Saison's that kind of turns me off as well so it's not a style that i normally have but a couple times a year yeah sure i'll, yeah. I'll give it a whirl i've i've yeah I've, I've ordered some saisons just just because it sounded good you know and i've never it's not a style that i like absolutely despise by any means i just 
it's not my go-to or sure. anything like that. Um, what Saison's kind of remind me of is, and this is going to sound really weird, but my growing up, my grandma would have those old perfume bottles with like the bag that you like spray oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah. That's the smell and the taste. It's florally kind of like those old school perfumes. I don't mm-hmm. know. So that's what kind of makes me <laughs> weirded out by it. But No, I, I, you're absolutely right on. I mean, I think that's smell and taste are so closely connected, right? That you're just associating that smell with a flavor and that's not too far off. That's why like some of those uh, hibiscus that I like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sours and gozes and stuff. Mm, I don't, generally like those as much either because it kind of has that floral flavor to it and i, I think you're you're right on some or, of the other oh go ahead or or dolan's grandma was a french hooker one of the two i don't know <laughs> maybe that's what it was spraying that perfume yeah <laughs> grandma's got work to do um let's see what do we talk about we did that we did this um some of the other i wrote down some of the other breweries that are making um, this style of beer, farmhouse style. Mm-hmm. So think of it as like the f- top of the branch is farmhouse. And then you can go underneath that and see Saison's and beer to guards and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So it's kind of from the same tree. Um, Rare Barrel, you know about them? Oh, yeah. They make one that's called a Rhodes Diverge. That's highly ranked, I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a place in, was Charlotte? I think it's called Wooden Robot. They have one. Um, Saison du Peach, P-E-C-H-E, so Peach Saison. Um, I think I've actually, I've actually, I haven't had it, but I've seen that or heard of it. Lost Abbey is a pretty famous mm-hmm. brewery. They have one called Carnival, and then Surly makes one called, I'm going to say this wrong, Misanthrope. It looks like Misanthropy, but it's Misanthrope. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. But that's, that's uh, kind of local to us. One that I don't know that I've ever had, but these are generally fairly small batch sort of things that are local breweries um, just down the street from us here. Uh, Cross Drain released their first Saisons that, that have been out. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about Saisons uh, when we were talking about green bottle beers. So back in the day, this is this, another beer that would have been in a green bottle had we you know, been in Belgium in 1822. Mm-hmm. That's what we'd be drinking out of right now, and not this beautiful can. Mm, yeah. Speaking of uh, the cross range, did you buy the the smaller bottles, right, with the Norm Forever mm-hmm. uh, labels? Who is a great uh, a uh, a great graffiti artist here in Omaha, who's done work not only in the Atlas office, but that's how we met her. Was out at the uh, at cross train when she did the big mural out there. I think when I was there was recently. Um, what they did have was was gone. So I got two balls. I bought one of each. I figure they can age for a while, right? Oh, so yeah. Put yeah. them in the back of the fridge and mm-hmm. let them sit. Yeah, that's actually what uh, beer to guard translates out to basically is beer to keep. So it's something that you can keep around that one, that style specifically, but it's under this farmhouse family tree. Uh, I wanted to point out that this beer is called Merica, M-E-R-I-C-A. Because that's different than Murica. Murica. Right? So yeah. what's the well, what's the difference, I guess? Well let's let's kind of Which is think my about shirt it. my shirt's very Murica. Yes, yours and Murica. Dolan's both. Yes. 
America. Your, yours is more America. I America. think Dolan's is America. 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 With an E. America. Okay. America. Okay. So okay. Surly also has a beer called America, with a, but it has a hashtag. And that's just a lager, like a standard lager. Um, no. This beer has Nelson Savignon hops, which we've talked about maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny to me that this is a beer that they call America because this is not, you know, an American style and it's not something that most Americans drink or would even maybe go to. It's, it's, it's on the border of a wheat beer, I guess is the best way I could describe it. It's yeah. close. It's in that territory or neighborhood. Um, so I think that's kind of funny that that's what they called this beer. I think as much as we talk about like breweries and kind of their identity, like we've talked about the identity of, of breweries a lot. Mm-hmm. This is if Prairie is going to do a beer called America, mm-hmm. then this is what I would expect them to do because this yeah. is their style. This is, this is who they are. Yeah. That, they do have a lot of that style of beer. Um, a lot of, if you're going to their tap room from what I could see on their website, it was like six or seven different kinds of beer that are similar to this um, or have the same hop, that sort of stuff. Um, what I, I tried to find out, like, who was the first person to say America or where did that come from or America? Yeah. And it was just, it was like impossible to trace it. Um, the way they spell it on the can, I found a definition of basically saying somebody um, like someone from Europe or something like in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. If they mispronounced America, then this is what kind of came out was America, hmm. um, like materialism or fervent patriotism. So just being American, just like overly American, right? Hmm. That's, that's America or America. Um, things that like Dolan shirt, for instance, you know, that's overly patriotic. Mm. Uh, he, he's even matched the hat to the shirt. So, yeah, what hat? What what are you wearing there, Dolan? Is that uh, it's the this? Atlas one? Oh, sweet! Oh, Excellent. How oh, beautiful! Cool. What a Look great outfit! And he's got the red undershirt to match too. What? A, yeah. You know what's yeah. funny is I I got my kid dressed this morning for school, <laughs> and he's wearing a blue Royals T-shirt with red shorts, so he would have fit right in. With there this, you go. This there today. you go. Remember when uh, you were a kid and you just didn't care if you matched or not, right? I mean, oh, I still am that way. And my wife is when when my kid comes home, sometimes she's like what is he wearing? And then I'll usually blame him. I'll be like, Oh, he picked it out. He totally did it. <laughs> really? I did. <laughs> yep. uh, some people think that the team, uh, the, the, the term America became popular from team America world police, the movie, mm-hmm. which if you, if you haven't watched that movie, that was one of the yeah. films, even still, like I yeah. laughed so hard. I stopped breathing. Oh yeah. Like when you, you know, when you laugh so hard, like you're crying, tears coming down your yep. face. Like you can't breathe. Like I thought I was gonna die. You're like this is it. This is how I go. This is it. I'm gonna die. Laughing at the... puppets that are vomiting. Yes. That's yes. funny though. That is. There's a lot of good gifts of, mm. of that. So many. So um, another thing that America is now standing for is overly American or sometimes even redneck. Mm-hmm. So I, I think of that uh, meme of that guy leaning against the truck with a mullet and the big piece of wheat sticking out of his mm-hmm. mouth. America. Like, yeah, that's America. I wrote down a list of things that other places in the world would decide that are America or American. 
because it's super American. These things don't exist in the world outside of here or they're um, treated without um, the respect that we show. So we'll get into them. Uh, the first one is cheese in a can. <laughs> yeah. No other country is into that fake orange cheese like we are, whether it's Kraft singles as a square or the macaroni instant mac or, you know, spray cheese. Mm. That's American. Philly, um, Philly, Philip, Philadelphia, <laughs> Philadelphia with the cheese whiz, yeah, whiz or without, without whiz. I think of um, Blues Brothers every time I think of cheese whiz. Do you remember yeah. this part, Rich? Mm -hmm. When Elwood comes in, he's like, "You got my cheese whiz, boy," and he throws <laughs> in the can. That's yep. Uh, tipping the twenty percent standard—that's a very American thing. Oh, I think even cow tipping. Uh, that's probably, well, <laughs> that's just where anybody's got cows. That's just a good time. Mm, okay. Uh, but tipping in some countries like Japan, tipping is an insult. You, you yeah. don't tip. Um, a lot of places pay their employees good enough that you don't need to tip. Hmm. Um, and then some places, like I remember being in Jamaica, uh, you weren't supposed to tip anybody that worked at the resort. Like that was no, that was a no go. They're not right. supposed to take your money, anything like that. So Hmm. especially a standard percentage, which I guess they said in the research I saw was 20%. Um, that's American. Well, um, and if you need, if you need further on this, you could always go back to uh, Quentin Tarantino and Reservoir Dogs to understand Mr. Pink explaining mm -hmm. why he doesn't tip. That's right. I think that, that in and of itself is enough. Yeah. Why does society say it's okay to tip this person and not this person? So we've got Reservoir Dogs and Team America movie suggestions for you for this 4th of July, apparently. Always, yep. Uh, here's something that's American that I have noticed, especially at work, and I just don't like it. And I want it, it's a hot take, and I want to hear you guys sound Ooh. off on this. Uh, gaps in the stalls. That's an American thing in the bathroom. There's no sidecar, right? Wide, there's wide gaps in between the door and uh. also the wall and the, and the, the, the shitter cubicle, if you will. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an American thing. Um, and I could find the research was when they started putting walls and doors, because originally, like if you were in a bathroom in, let's say, the 20s or 30s, and this is still true uh, in some military bases, there's just a toilet or a whole line of toilets, right? Yeah. So when they started enclosing toilets, they people uh, in power, either the police or the people that were in charge, we're scared that people would be doing illegal activities in the bathroom. So drugs, um, sex, uh, naps on the company clock, maybe um, things like that. Mm. That's why there's a gap. So, so people can like kind of check on you and see what's going on. They can look I am a, I'm a private pooper, man. I got to tell you, I, I try not to do that anywhere. That's not my house. Cause I got a lock and I can put my foot against the door if needed. But if you're in public, like a, Oh, an airport or McDonald's or gas station, someone can look through there. And that's an American thing. Eh, quite Doesn't honestly, bother you, huh? I just, I just need the door. And if somebody wants to like look through the crack and get a little peep show, yeah, I'm, I'm, good for them, huh? I'm okay with that. Don't open the door and interrupt my business. Right. Right. Unless um, it's for a high five. You know, there are some, well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, there are some places like I'm thinking casinos in Las Vegas, 
where um, they're very, they're rooms, right? It's like yeah. a room. Yeah. And you, you know, there's maybe louvers on the doors just to vent a little bit. Maybe that's, be, maybe that's just from all the international folks that are in Vegas. I don't know. Could maybe, be. maybe, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm with you, Brian. I, I would prefer it to be fully enclosed. Right. Um, it's, it's weird, especially like airports. I don't know what it is about airports, but airports seem to have like their standards for the gap are always an inch bigger. <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't know. True. I don't yeah. understand it, but yeah. I mean, I've, I've been around it and we've been in this, well, Rich, you've been in this industry longer than me, but I've been around it long enough to have definitely seen and heard deals happen in the men's room. Oh, client manager, recruiter. Hey, what do you got? What's the, what's the GPH on this one? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Like, there's deals happening in the men's room at these companies. And I guess maybe that's why they need the, the gap. I, I may know. or may not have actually closed deals in the bathroom <laughs> at time. It's possible. If you want, here's another movie for you. Okay. Uh, the Basketball Diaries. If you want, if you oh, want, yeah. To, yeah. Speaking of illegal activity in mm -hmm. a bathroom, go watch what Leonardo DiCaprio does for some drugs in a, in a public yeah. bathroom. It's well, gross. It was heroin. <laughs> well, well okay, here's, yeah. I, I mean, I guess like if the bathrooms are enclosed, like whatever you're doing there is in private. So I guess if you wanted to do heroin in the bathroom, it's not changing my life by any means. That's right. So. Oh, he, he's not doing heroin. He's well, doing, he's doing stuff to get heroin. To get oh. the heroin. Oh, oh, still, Ooh. still. I mean. <laughs> yep. yep. Entrepreneur. That's what I think. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is an American thing. It started in 1939. It is school bus yellow. So oh. most <laughs> other countries do not have a school bus. They have public transportation and your kids get on it and go to school. We're one of the only countries in the world that has specific transportation to take your children from your house to their educational spot. Mm. Um, they formulated this specific color of paint just for this reason. And it was because it was so eye catching. Uh, Cause we're, you know, in the 1930s, well, almost 1940, it's kind of the beginning of the highway system and more and more people are driving. Um, so they needed something to get your attention. So that's something that is American, which we wouldn't really normally think about, but that's how it, how it goes. Um, this one, commercials, uh, specifically pharmaceutical commercials. So if you've ever heard the tagline, ask your doctor if this is right for you, that's illegal in most countries in the world um, because uh, they feel like, yeah, because they're, the company themselves is saying, hey, you need this. And maybe your doctor isn't giving it to you and you should ask your doctor for this prescription. Mm. So it's like direct mm. marketing to you for med medicine or something. And most countries in the world say, mm, nah, not here. You can't do that. Uh, but in the United States, pharmaceutical companies kind of run the day. Uh, it used to be the same with smoking, cigarettes. Like doctors used to advertise smoking. I'm, these are the best. These Winstons are perfect this is what i smoke after doing surgery you know that's how it used to be in the 40s and 50s or during surgery you know one of the two hey you know that's one of the reasons you had to scrub in was to ash the other guy's cigarette i think yep. is how it was yep um long roads and highways i saw seven of the 10 longest roads in the world are in america oh. now that's probably due to the size 
but you would think countries like Russia, Russia had one. China does not have any in the top 10 in the entire world, which is crazy to me. That's weird. Uh, but we are all about long stretches of pavement. Does it um, have to do with how the roads are funded in America or does it have to do, or do you know why? I have no idea other than just the, the size of it. And it started becoming, um, people wanted to get from one side of the country to the other without having to take a train. And this is before plane was like feasible for people to pay for it. It was expensive. Um, so that was like a way the, to get from one side of the country to the other. Like the origin of the interstate system back mm -hmm. after World War, it was a World War II? Yeah. Is that it? Okay. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, garbage disposals. Illegal in Europe. You cannot have one. But what? in America, we are all about them. So most everywhere else is, they're like composting. That's a, mm. that's a big thing. So you should not be putting your orange peels or your dinner scraps down the sink. Uh, but Americans, that's what we do, you know? Hmm. So we have those. Um, grape Skittles. This one's probably close to Rich's heart, maybe. What? Candy guy. Yeah, they don't have those in most of the world. Just here in America. Uh, in Europe, something we talked about recently, they have black currant flavor. Uh, you're not getting a grape. You're getting currants in most of the, uh, most of the world. Hmm. But that's one that we have that nobody else does. Hmm. Um, the final price of a product. You go to the store <laughs> and you'll see there's a price tag on it. Maybe you're at the grocery store or whatever. Mm -hmm. Apples, 99 cents a pound or whatever. You don't know until you've really paid for it what it actually costs because mm. sales tax isn't in there and any other sort of taxes, restaurant tax, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yep. Most of the other world, the full price is on the item. When you pick it up, you know what you're going to pay. And that's a strictly American thing of you don't really know until you've already paid for it. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to tell you a funny story about my uncle. My, my uncle grew up on an island called Saipan, which is U.S. territory. Um, and he came over for the first time when he was, well, he's been over before, but when he was little. So the first time he remembers coming over, I guess, is, is when he was a junior, sophomore in high school, junior or sophomore in high school. And, uh, he came to the family reunion. Um, we laughed because we looked exactly alike, uh, became friends or good, good family members, I guess, instantly. And then uh, I took him to Walmart for the first time. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I've always heard of Walmart, but, you know, I've, we don't have that in Saipan. Saipan is just a, it's an island that's 18 miles in diameter. Don't quote Dang. me on that, but it's, it's really small. Um, and so he's walking through Walmart and we're buying swim trunks so we can go and, and swim at the hotel we're staying at. And so we go and we buy him a pair and cause on the Island, you just, you just wear whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess, according to him. Hmm. Um, and he, uh, we walked up to the counter and it rang out to be like $25 and something, whatever, but it wasn't what the sign said. And he started to say something to the cashier. And I said, no, 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 that's right. There, there's, it's just tax. And I had to explain to him on the way back to the hotel, <laughs> like what that meant. Because <laughs> on the island, tax. yeah, it's just what it is, right? It, it right. is what it is, and it was just such a foreign concept to him that it was it was just really funny to to 
see that and try to explain that. But yeah, that's interesting. That proves my research was right. Nice. Yeah. All right. You know what, you know what messed me up about when I moved to Nebraska was the uh, prepared food isn't taxed. Is that right? The prepared food. So can you buy a sandwich at a gas station? Yeah. Yeah. Not taxed. Right. No state tax on that, right? Or I county think so, tax. Yeah. It, I think it's just the, the cold food versus hot food. If it's prepared. So you go to Walmart. Yeah. Let's say you go to Walmart and you buy the rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. Okay? Not taxed. There's no tax there on that. Like it's just in that. So that in that case, that price is the price or whatever. Yeah. If they prepare it, then there's, there's, there's no tax on that. That's weird. But if you take it home and prepare it, there is. I guess. I don't know. Paying, I'm doing extra work. To make it. Yeah. <laughs> the other way around. Maybe the other way around, maybe. Um, coffee to go. That's an American thing. Because most other places in the world, coffee is like a meeting spot. Like you're going to take your time and it's a, an event. Mm. So where you get your news and your social interaction. Yeah. A lot of the world is like, what are you doing? Driving through to get a huge vat of coffee and drive every day. Mm. That, that's something you go to a coffee shop and you hang out in the morning in most places of the world large portion sizes we've heard that especially in the midwest but it's true oh yeah i mean there's like there's what are the like those pork tenderloin sandwiches that's the best thing i can think of because they're like so big and they're like like this big yeah and it's like that big around and oh mm, (laughs) yum look if they if they have to call the sandwich the elephant ear yeah. And it's a pork tenderloin, right? And you yeah. got to fold it a couple times to get it on the bun. Right. That's, that's America. That's right. You're in for it. That's going to be a good Sammy. You know who's the biggest um, uh, offender of large portion sizes when it comes to um, fast food? I think it's Burger King. Mm-hmm. Every time, every time I pull through, because I'm used to like, you know, normal sizes, but Burger King for whatever has to be bigger with everything. Yeah, so, they're, they're the king. king. They're the king. Yeah, I guess so. When when I roll through and I ask for a medium, you know, iced tea, it mm. always comes out like this big kind of bucket with two <laughs> right. handles on it. Yeah, they hand you the. It's like the pickle jar. It's like the. It's like the like the bucket of pickles that they get. Mm-hmm. They just give you that with iced tea. <laughs> Here's the best yeah. part. Now they've got a deal. You can at Burger King. You can add eight nuggets for a dollar. Boom. To any meal. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's gonna, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Steve and I did that for lunch one day. I thought I was going to die. I'd mm. never See? finish the prize. I'd, I'd never finish the prize. Oh, if you're oh, a real American, you would. You can find a way. Well, I see, I, I give it to the wife. She finishes the prize. Ah, She'll finish her too. prize and <laughs> eat my fries. <laughs> mm, fries are good. I like fries too. I got the double Whopper and I took four nuggets and I put four nuggets on the double Whopper and then I <laughs> ate the other four nuggets with my fries Innovator. and then later I wanted to die. <laughs> That's an, another American thing, taking a nap in the cubicle after lunch. I think. Mm. Or in the bathroom stall. Or in the stall <laughs> with the gap. Uh, two more. One of them is Americans will always say when they greet somebody, how are you? Instead of hello. Hmm. And they feel like a lot of places in the world that's weird. So what do you what do you do when you see somebody? I I I, I yeah. How are you? I, I I would I guess I would say that yeah. When I really could care less how they are, right? And that's, yeah, and that's what yeah. that's what they were saying was like that's not really a greeting. That's a question that you don't want answered, mm-hmm. or at least yeah, answered I don't, truthfully. 
I don't think that's it. I don't think that's anything bad. Like I say it out loud and like, Oh, that sounds like I'm a shitty person. No, I really just don't care. I, I don't, yeah. you know, well, least, I'm like, Hey Brian, how are you? Why oh, do you think, you know, well, it, that's weird to do in New York, right? Like hmm. if people in New York, they don't, if you ask that, them, huh? if you ask, actually, I would say it's probably just a coastal thing. Like you've heard the term of, of calling saying coastal, like, Oh, you're very coastal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just more like, you know, if you say, Hey, what's up? Well, what's it to you? You know, or right. <laughs> what do you care? What yeah. do you care? Or yeah, it's just, it's a coastal thing. I think. That's my favorite Steve Seitner story. So we've talked about, and he's been on the podcast before. Yeah. He is a very upbeat guy, man. He's ready to go. And oh, yeah. he's in New York one morning. First time he was ever in New York ever. And he, you know, he got whatever and he's, and he, and he goes outside and the first person that walks by, he's like, he's like, Hey, good morning. Like he would normally do. Right. Like yeah. that's just how he is. And the New York, he goes, Hey, good morning. And the New Yorker goes, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, uh, oh, that's New York. There you go. Yeah. Well, the same thing. And this is why I say it's coastal because the same thing happened to him in uh, Seattle when we were there on the meet and greet a year ago. Uh, we were, it was around the time that the, it was the Lancers and whoever playing for the, um, no, the Lancers, I'm sorry. It was, it was the hockey, the big hockey championship game that just happened Mm. last year. Stanley cup. Stanley cup. There you go. St. Louis. Wasn't that St. Louis? Yes. And, uh, the senators, Washington senators. Yes. And so we were at a brewery. Um, we were at, well, we were at Seattle beer company with uh, a few nurses and we were watching the watching the game, and uh, Seitner walks over to this guy who's sitting in our area, who's you know watching the game with us. And Seitner kind of stands, you know, in front of him between him and the TV, and starts saying like, "Oh, hey, are you with Atlas? Like, let me get you a drink and whatever." And the guy's like, "No, what's Atlas? I'm trying to watch the game, and you don't make a very good window." <laughs> and Seitner kind of goes, "Oh yeah, I've been watching this game before we came." Blah 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 blah. And the guy's like, "Dude, I really don't care. I'm just trying to watch the game. So if you could move, that'd be great." Oh, <laughs> and Seitner just kind of walked away, and it was the first time I had ever experienced anything like coastal like that. So yeah. it was, huh. yeah. <laughs> I think Seitner is is like the definition of a morning person, but it goes all day, all day. You know what I mean? Like he's just that way until he's yeah. probably asleep. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. Last one. This is uh, ties into us pretty good. Red solo cups. Most of the world sees the, they don't have them, but most of the world sees that as like a college thing. So in all the movies, mm-hmm. their college parties and TV shows, there's always red plastic cups in there. So most of the world equates that to like drunken debauchery and they're not wrong. I would no. say right. uh, they came out in the seventies and that's really when they started picking up that uh, connotation, I guess, with the colored glasses. And I saw something on the internet the other day that said, I was this uh, many days old when I figured out that red silk cups, those mm. lines were measurements for like shots. Yeah. Other yeah. things. It's like, like a thing. Oh. Now, is that really true? Is that honestly, is that, well, I mean, there's only one way to find out. Okay. Well, okay. A daily, <laughs> probably, probably <laughs> a daily video. Don't work on that. <laughs> So that's, uh, that's what I got. That was my list of things that are truly American, America, that the, other world, the rest of the world thinks is weird. <laughs> I, you know what? I own every one of those. I, I think yeah. as an American, I just, 
there's sometimes when you feel dirty as an American, like you just, you feel like this, you know, or whatever. I, in this case, I don't like, these are all things that define us that make, yeah. you know, and, and, and even, you know, the, from the New Yorker to the Midwest to the dude, you know, that he, that's, it's just, that's who we are and that's how we are. And I accept it. It's just us. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like Australians and Vegemite, right? Like, yeah. Why? The rest of the world doesn't really understand it, but mm-hmm. it is what Sometimes, it is. Yeah, you just have to embrace it. Embrace it, yeah. Mm. I mean, I think like KFC, like the the <laughs> bowl where they put the chicken and the corn and they mix it all together, mm. like that's America thing. Right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's that's, delicious. That's perfect to to what oh. this is. It's like a bunch of shit thrown together, big size. Here you yep. go. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. See you next week. That's oh. that's that's a great analogy for America in yeah. general. You know, yeah. just a bunch of things thrown together, and yeah, might not day. be great to look at, but man, is it tasty! <laughs> yeah, every country's got their thing. Every you know, or, or, or whatever, and this that's just ours. It's excess and you know things yeah. like that. That's just us. That's just gluttony. Gluttony is so great. Why not? One of my favorite things. Yeah, I wonder how that became an american thing i i'm gonna look into that see if there's yeah, even a trail for that i mean just like people size right is american thing you know what i mean like most of the world does not look like americans that's why we're hot <laughs> when we're out of our native place that's true. right yeah that's true i'm surprised you didn't go into cheeseburgers no i just went with i just went with those things i thought we could get some good conversation out of those Specifically, the bathroom one that was <laughs> problematic. Well, it's bathroom. I mean, we'll always yeah. have good conversations around that. That's true, especially with with us. Right, right. <laughs> How do you feel about the? Uh, so, I mean, I thought it was sidecar. That's what I thought you meant. Which mm. I generally try not to sidecar. Yeah, no. Sometimes you just can't help it. Generally, I, I never heard of that term until I started working with this industry. Mm, yeah and then i was told all these rules about it and i was like no 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 it exists everywhere the sidecar the sidecar rule exists at ameritrade when i was there 20 years ago like it just it exists um the other is uh courtesy flush Mm, yeah yeah. not i am not a fan of the courtesy flush i could be sitting next to the pope and i wouldn't courtesy flush wow really i like to sit in your own stink huh I courtesy flush for myself, even at home. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I want to be able to review my work. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm getting up there in age, too, so I need to make sure that that's a health thing. Right. There's no weirdness there. Like, whoa, that's a different color. Uh oh. There's there's blood there. Our nurse friends can appreciate this. Oh, that's terrible. Uh Oh, why is that? If you courtesy flush, you're never going to (laughs) know. I guess I'll take that chance. Yeah, I, I guess you know if it doesn't feel different, then it's I'm, I'm good. <laughs> oh no, one's going purely by feel. <laughs> mm, talking about fecal, yeah. USA. All right, All right. Merka. <laughs> we got uh, on the Ryan, Do you have a, do you have any more? Any more on that? Or no, that's my research for this episode. All right, so. I, I went to the untapped and I almost brought this up earlier, but I thought, no, I'm going to save this till the end. Okay. So Brian has checked this beer in twice. Okay. Was it a long uh, time ago? 
it was one of them was a very long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and I love your notes here. And because not only like you took multiple pictures, I don't know if you can see, like you almost used like, like, uh, Oh yeah. That's a filter. That's a, yeah. Like a Instagram add on. Yeah. Yeah. Like you took a lot of time posting the picture. There's a really, uh, that was a cool logo. I thought back then it was a cool guy with the beards. So February 21st, 2014, mm, you checked this beer in for the first time. That's a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, over six years ago. Your, um, your, your comment here was oh complex as hell. Yeah. Which when, I don't When disagree. I was first starting out, yeah, yeah. This, this was a tongue twister. Yeah. Uh, you, you rated it a four. Okay. And now you've been consistent. You checked it in again on July 30th of 2017. So three mm. years ago. Yeah. Um, Yesterday's beer bus. Oh yeah, I yep. Beer bus, yeah. Uh, yeah. Same four. Okay. So, and then friend of the show and uh, and fellow recruiter Michelle Swain has checked us in at a three seven five before, but with no notes, just three seven five. Yeah. Uh, out of the let's see, seventeen thousand check ins, quite a bit. I had two of them. You did have two of them, yeah. <laughs> where do you think we where do you think we land on this one? I'm gonna say this is a three point six eight. Colin? I would say a three point six. Three point seven five. Ooh. On the nose. That was yep. close. Which is probably where I would put it as well. Yeah. I, you know, maybe four. It kind of vacillates between three seven five and four. Um, I thought it got it mellowed a little bit, maybe as it sat. And either yeah. got warmer or breezed a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Plus, you got used to it a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's kind of a – the first drink is kind of like a, whoa, what's happening here? Oh, you saw my face. It yeah. was, yow. It's, it's yeah, a yeah. beer that I, I like to revisit every once in a while, but it's yeah. not something I ever stock in my, in my fridge. What's weird is it – untapped – and this might, have, this might have changed over the years. The can itself listed as a 6.6 6 mm-hmm. ABV. Yeah, but Untapped still has it as a seven point five, and I generally thought that, and this is thinking back to Tank Seven, that it is it borders kind of between that high six, low seven, yeah, range. I wonder if when they started canning it, maybe they made some adjustments, but possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Because it used to come in a bottle, but it was not a twelve ounce bottle; it was a little bit bigger bottle, hmm. like a eighteen ounce, maybe. Interesting. America. Yeah, this is this is way more America right here. Bigger serving size. Dolan's right. That was American. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think if I were to rate it, well, I'm gonna rate it. Uh, I would have just right down the middle with a three, maybe. Just yeah, not my style, drinkable. but it's drinkable. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. It's 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 just how it is. I don't I don't have any. Uh, yeah. I'd probably have one again, but kind of like Brian said, I'd revisit it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would come back to it all the time, but I, I, I would revisit it every once in a while. It's kind of fun. Like, I don't know. I went through this a few years ago where everything was super bitter IPAs, right? And that's what I liked. But then you almost get uh, what's like hot burnout. Like your taste buds are just so used to that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to take a break. Mm-hmm. And then I, that's when I started really getting into stouts. So it wasn't until hazies came back into the picture, started to show up 
that I started drinking IPAs again. And that was a totally different thing. So this beer for me is kind of fun because it's, it's different than what we normally drink. So it's hitting different parts of your, your flavor enhancements and your, your tongue. And uh, yeah, it's, it's good for me for like one. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm glad I had it and try it again in a couple more years. See what's up. Sure. Yep. Come back to it in three, three ish years or, or whatever. Maybe it's changed a little bit. You never know. So, all right, next week we are, we'll continue the Liberty theme uh, or the uh, 4th of July theme. Maybe uh, Brian found us another beer. One I didn't think was available here, but is available if you are anywhere on the West coast. Yeah. Um, Anchor brewing. Co- well, I'm sorry. It's anchor brewing company. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that anchor brewing? Yeah. Uh, Liberty ale, which the research on that is amazing. Yeah, we're we're gonna get old school on that one. It's kind of fun. I thought like when we talked about when we talked about Yingling and uh, and Sierra Nevada, I thought mm-hmm. like we went way back on those. Yeah, this is this one's legit, man. It goes yeah. back. Yeah, this is it's a fun one for sure. Yep, I can't wait. So happy Fourth of July! Please be safe. Uh, don't blow your fingers off with the fireworks and. Uh, Make sure you stay six feet apart when you're shooting each other with the Roman candles. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or not. America. Or not. America. That's right. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do with my fireworks. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to lean up against my truck and chew on a piece of, I don't even know. Wheatgrass. That's sure. right. Let that mullet flow, man. Well, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.